What if you could learn from physical product entrepreneurs that have risen up from the trenches to dominating their market by creating successful physical product brands? Well, this podcast is hosted by me, Kunay Campbell, and it's about breaking the mold to becoming a smarter, savvier, and better product entrepreneur. You discover how to take physical products from concept through launch and to scaling up from physical product entrepreneurs who've taken their revolutionary ideas to 1 million, 10 million, and 50 million plus in revenue businesses. You'll also join me on my journey to build a million dollar physical product brand business in a year, where we both will learn about crowdfunding, selling to retail chains, launching through marketplaces like Amazon, strategic partnerships, publicity, celebrity endorsements, and selling direct to consumers. So if you're creating or building a brand in the consumer packaged goods space, in fashion and apparel, business products, or any physical product niche, listen in because we have you covered. Join the fast track to physical product business success. This is the Physical Product Business Podcast. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. With retail moving online, finding a good domain name has become ever so important. But the challenge is that most decent.com addresses are either difficult to acquire or unavailable. The good news is that retailers now have a powerful alternative with the .store domain name. A .store domain name will be short, relevant, and directly associate your site with e-commerce and retail. Search engines give .store domains the equal attention and importance as .com TLDs. .store domains have already been adapted by top brands such as Emirates. So if you check out Emirates.store, you get to a store there. Jimi Hendrix, so Jimi Hendrix.store and F1 Formula 1, F1.store. If you want a short and snappy domain name for your retail brand or your online store, you can now get a .store domain for just £4.99, which is about $6.99 using the coupon code 2XSTORE. That's 2XSTORE on get.store. Just go to get.store in your search engines and use 2XSTORE. This episode is brought to you by Clavio. It is a game-changing email automation tool specifically built for scaling e-commerce businesses. I'm not just saying it. I use Clavio in my e-commerce store and stores are advised for. Household names in the e-commerce space such as Brooklyn Inn, Bonobos and Chobis use Clavio. Here's why. Clavio has one of the most impressive feature sets in the e-commerce email personalization space at the moment. Besides the one-click setup, Clavio's Pixel tracks visitor behavior to help you set up highly effective custom email funnels. Clavio also offers pre-built autoresponders for cart abandonment, upsells, and win-back campaigns. Clavio's most game-changing feature is its Facebook audiences integration, which helps your email list to sync up with your Facebook ad campaigns. So as you continue to scale up your store, Clavio will help automate a lot more sales. Try Clavio today on Clavio.com, spelt K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com. Hi guys, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show, which is also the physical product business podcast. And um, on today's episode, I have someone special because um, I thought our pre-interview was going to be like 20 minutes and it ended up being almost one hour. Right, um, so she's. It was a pre-interview. Was almost like an interview in the, in, in the sense. So, um, if you're listening in from the Physical Product Business Podcast, which is very entrepreneurial focused, um, listen in very, very attentively because um, she's got a massive story on on change, on how um, 
you know, certain things happened in her initial career, you know, and um, she turned around by changing environment and probably also changing mindsets, you know, um, to, to making, to changing the tide. And also the themes about minimalism, you know, in, in her life, which I would, um, you know, like you guys to, to listen in, you know, to, to the show. Um, and also if like you're a nomad entrepreneur, you have that, um, she's probably the first normal entrepreneur I've had on the show and um, without actually selling the normal you know um, lifestyle they they just live it you know which which is amazing and and it's all blended into e-commerce I've not even you know mentioned the store she runs but um, without further ado I'd like to welcome Sabina King to the show Welcome, Sabina. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much for the lovely introduction. Uh, no, um, it came natural. There was no script. Um, just off the back of our conversation, we, you know, you you came across very, very, very interesting, and I did have conversations with my wife afterwards. You know, um, just with regards mm-hmm. to our conversation. So, yeah, it's it's really, really good. Okay, great, fantastic. So, people have heard um, a very top level general introduction about you from me. You know, just um, seconds ago. Could you take a minute or less to, to introduce yourself, please? Yeah, sure. Um, so as Kume had mentioned that um, I have really done a number of different changes in my life and uh, uh, some that have been riskier than others, but it's been a lot of fun. I started in the corporate world and after succeeding very well in that, I switched and uh, decided to take some time off and actually started a landscape business. Um, and several other businesses after that that were quite successful, but ultimately we landed in this online space during um, the global financial crisis of all things. And I took six months to learn how to do SEO and to make a website. And if I look back at that website now, gosh, was it awful. (laughs) But, um, But you start somewhere and you know, things evolve. And now it's evolved to um, traveling the world for the past eight years with my family. I have two lovely children that are seven and nine years old. Nice. One of them was born in Costa Rica. Wow. Um, and we run two thriving businesses. Wow. And they're product-based businesses that uh, all of the day-to-day stuff is taken care of within the States, which is our main market. Mm-hmm. And we're able to flitter around to our desires and still maintain um, maintain the business. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I, I was only aware of one business, which is um, Vipo Sigs. Um, so what's the names, uh, what's the name of the other, you know, business? So, so guys, Vip, Vipo Sigs is, is a vape products business. Yeah. So yeah. I run VepoSig.com. Vepo. And yeah. yes, we have our own brand of vaping products. Yep. Yeah and smoking alternatives. And the other business is Taza.co. And we do shatterproof wine glasses, as well as um, some really fun products. We do stainless steel straws that are quite ecologically friendly. And then a super fun um, pop the top bottle opener that is going viral right now because of a few uh, a few video campaigns, which has been really, really fun and um, tough to keep product in stock. Oh, so we ta- like that. We love no. those issues. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, yeah. How do you get to, ta- how do you spell Taza? T-A-R-Z-A-Z-A, okay, dot co. T-A-Z-A, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. What's a, it's a nice domain. It's, it's very catchy. <laughs> yes, well, we started with Shatterproof Wine Glasses and oh, we were trying to figure out, oh, what do we name this thing? And then 
the Spanish and Italian word for cup came to mind. And, um, and I love the word taza. It's like a big celebration. You know, when you're having a glass of wine or a cocktail, you just kind of want to go, taza! Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that, yeah, and with your travel, you know, yeah, you blend that into, you know, with yeah. regards to the Spanish. Okay, let's segue back. Or let's, let's take, let, let's go back in time um, to 2008, huge financial crisis most businesses were affected yeah. um prior to 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 to, Vibre, to vepo sig um yeah. what were you doing and how did the financial you know um crisis affect you and your family yeah so we were in a number of different businesses i had um i had closed down the landscape business and taken that apart after growing it to wonderful degree, uh, degrees but um we were in the real estate business and that is really where it affected us the most, yeah. is that everything crashed, we lost everything, we literally went down to zero. Right. And, um, and it was at that point that I had a product sitting on my desk that an investor that we used to do some investments with gave to me, and it was at the very beginning of the vaping industry within the US. And so we did have a little bit of a head start regarding that, because there weren't many players in the space but we didn't know how to get involved with the industry. Mm. And being at zero financially, we um, what we decided to do is buy other brands and sell it on one website. And again, this was my first foray into the online space, but lo and behold, it was working. Fantastic. The first month, the first month I sold $103 worth of <laughs> product. It's a good start. And the second, yeah, it's a good start, right? Yeah. And uh, the second month it was $350. And I'm like, whoa, that's a massive growth. <laughs> you tripled. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> I wish it continued to do that, actually. Yeah. But um, after a few months of selling other people's products, we were cutting into many quality control issues. Hmm. And we, at that point, we had enough capital to start our own brand and be able to really nitpick and choose the good parts from this manufacturer and mix it with this manufacturer to create a quality product. Mm. And so with quite little investment, we did that and Beppo was born. Oh. And Beppo has taken off to be, um, you know, it's, it's a very reliable, uh, I don't wanna say no frills, we've got some advanced vaporizers, but our real focus was on quality and reliability. Okay, okay, that makes sense, that makes sense. Okay, let's, let's rewind back again. Um, what kind of capital did you have to kickstart the business buying up, you know, buying your inventory? <clears throat> um, yeah. And then also, um, what about technology? Um, in 2008, um, they, there were not that many SaaS, um, you know, e-commerce platforms at the time. How did you get going? Because right now you can get going with e-commerce in an hour, you know, if yeah. you know what you're doing. Uh, but, but but back then it had to be really well thought out and um, given your real, real estate you know background how did it all sort of kick off yeah so we back then we started with about uh, five to eight thousand dollars worth of investment okay and that was enough to get our initial supply going until we built it up to a little bit more but it wasn't much more in order to start Beppo um, and we started with Volusion Remember that name? Uh, I remember Volusion. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're still around for sure. We started with Volusion, and after about a year and a half, um, maybe it was two years, we sort of outgrew. We didn't outgrow Volusion. It's just that there were better platforms available that were faster and had a more intuitive back end. Mm. 
and that's when we switched to big commerce. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so one uh, one one year in, and, and then you, you you got started. Okay, right. Um, what about your your location at the time? Um, you 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 did mention the fact that um you know um you made a decision, um at the start of you know um, Vepo Sig. To, 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 to switch um, locations and you know why I'd like to just dissect you know why and how and what <laughs> it was all about yeah <laughs> it's an interesting story because it really came from just thinking of going on a short vacation to figure out what we mm. were going to do next mm. and um, we were we'd been to Costa Rica before and we thought oh that's good place it's in the same time zone it's a fairly quick flight especially for international flights Mm -hmm. Um, and so we were going to go for a week because that's what Americans do we only go for a week we don't have much time right (laughs) (laughs) and then my husband suggested we go for two weeks and I thought that was just appalling (laughs) but we figured we've got nothing else to do you know the the whole space within the U.S. was just so negative and we wanted time away so that we could sort of deeply focus on what the next reincarnation was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but within a week and a half of talking about this vacation, we went from, we're going to lay on the beach and just relax to, you know what, screw it. Let's rent out our house and just go and have the baby down there. Wow. And um, yeah, as, as he presented that to me and I thought that that was crazy apparent people don't have babies down in costa rica yeah and i'm not gonna have a baby in the jungle in a banana leaf yeah. literally those were my thoughts but yeah. upon research there are babies born in costa rica <laughs> and they do quite well yeah um and the only issue that we had was okay well who will do our shipping and so we contracted out our shipping in our inventory mm-hmm. and being that costa rica is still within the same time zone as the u.s uh, we yeah, were still sure. able to do customer service because at that point we were doing the customer service ourselves so, okay okay that makes that makes yeah. a, a load of sense did you go back to the states to get more of your stuff or did you just stay in costa rica we sold it off. Oh wow! We sold it off. We had three absolutely massive garage sales. Wow! We kept some of the bigger things, such okay. as large furniture and whatnot. We figured we'll be in Costa Rica for six months. If it doesn't work out, we'll come back. We'll have all of that expensive stuff that we don't have to buy. Gotcha. Even though we'll have to rent an apartment now. Gotcha. Um, but after being there for a year and a half, we realized <laughs> it doesn't look like we're going back. So. We did take a trip back and just sell off the rest of our things, and those people at that garage sale got it lucky. Deals. I can't, I can't even <laughs> tell you how many times people were walking around with eyes wide open, going, "Are you sure you want to sell this? It's so nice." <laughs> you know, wedding presents, big wow. furniture, gone. Gone. I just said, oh. "Yes, they're really beautiful. I enjoyed them. They no longer fit my life. Please enjoy them for a quarter." Wow. <laughs> Well, uh, that's that's kind of garage sale I like to be in. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it was, here was the big sort of overriding lesson in that is that oftentimes we acquire these things and they become such a part of our ego. Mm. And that last garage sale was a dismantling of ego. Mm. You know, I realized, yes, they're beautiful. I so appreciated them, but they're no longer a part of me. They mm. don't reflect who I am mm. and definitely not where I am in, in my life right now. 
So that was the beginning of living very, very simply but richly. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, it's a good point. You know, you raise an eagle and the connection between the ego and things, you know, and ownership, mm. you know, and um, how, you know, in in the materialistic world we live in, how do we divorce, you know, um, or split, you know, um, physical to, to our self-identity, you know, um, right. like the cars we drive, you know, um, you know, on the clothes we wear, you know, things right. like that. It's, 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 yeah, it's a fascinating philosophical, you know, um, thoughts to, yeah. to 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 dig into um yeah and and yeah it, it is interesting stripping it all out you know and um yeah evolving more, more or less you know like an onion yeah yeah it's just de-skinning really um it's it's fascinating and then how you so you, you spent two to a year and a half in in costa rica um what was the cost of living um in costa rica and um where did you go next well, this was uh, one of the factors. Of course, there are a million factors of why we went, but mm. one of the factors was that we could live much less expensively down there. Mm. And VEPO was not incoming that much at the time. And we thought, well, we can't live in the States on this, but we can certainly live there for mm. sure. Um, and so the cost of living there, we, we figured it would be about $1,500, but we expanded that budget quite quickly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I think at that point we were on about $2,500 per month, and that included absolutely everything. Wow. That included you know food, which was so rich and abundant and cheap. Um, our rent was $800 a month. Mm. That even included, and we challenged ourselves with this, we budgeted $800 every single month solely for our pure pleasure of vacation oh, wow. that's it we had to spend that much it could be used for nothing else except to go and be with our family and have fun and have rich experiences wow. and so that was really important because we discovered costa rica you know instead of just staying in our little small town we went off to the beaches we went up you know down to the osa peninsula and we had these like beautiful rich experiences mm. but it was a challenge for us you know mm. that's a lot of money on that Natural. budget at yep. the time yeah but it was so absolutely worth it so mm. there were days where there were months where we just wanted to get out of costa rica that's all we wanted to do you know because living in another culture there's something so fr well, just living everyday life yep. in whatever culture yep. you are will frustrate you and yep. so that eight hundred dollars would pay for three or four glorious nights at an all-inclusive hotel with food and drinks and service that you won't find anywhere else in that country. And and that's what we did. And, and it recharges, so it really recharges, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does, it, it's a good recharging of the system. And um, yes, yeah, so we did that for about a year and a half. And then on a trip back to the state, this was the trip where, um, oh, it was just to visit grandparents, we flew over the most beautiful waters I mean, they were about 5,000 shades of blue, and I asked the airline attendant, where is that? And she mentioned it was on the border of Belize and Mexico, and I looked at Keith, and I said, we're going. <laughs> and so we did our quick visit. We came back to Costa Rica, sold the few possessions that we had. We had also purchased a car down there, and in about a month and a half, we moved to Belize, oh, and wow. we're living on the Caribbean. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Lovely, yeah. lovely, lovely. 
And, and, and then how long did you stay in, in Belize? So, so I just wanted to ask another question. So you, you set aside $800, you know, a month for, 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 for vacations um, or holidays. Okay. Um, so, so did that mean you went on holidays every month or did, was that, you know, sort of put together every quarter or was that put together for one, you know, huge holiday once a year? How did you do it? No. Nope. We had to spend it every single month. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. Every single month. So again, sometimes it was just two, three days in an all-inclusive hotel. Uh-huh. Sometimes it was an entire week of going and exploring the country and staying gotcha. at little cheaper motels and hotels. Gotcha, gotcha. The experience was, was really important. So let's fast forward yes. to, to Belize. Um, what's your experience yes. in Belize and how did it compare to, to Costa Rica? Oh, it was so different. We lived on this little island called Ambergris Key. Right. Um, San Pedro, Madonna sings about it, by Isla Bonita. Okay, yeah. And, sure. <laughs> yeah, and so there are no cars on this island. Right. There's just golf carts and bicycles. And so we rented this sweet little two-bedroom apartment right on the ocean. I mean, 15 meters away was the Caribbean Ocean. Right. We would go out to the docks because the fishermen would come in and get fresh, freshly caught snapper and cook it up that night. <laughs> it... It was really lovely. Fantastic. I will admit, we got almost no work done. <laughs> All right, because I, I was going to ask you, at what stage was business, you know, um, at, at this point in time? And, um, yeah, as, did, did you start to have, you know, help, you know, um, like from virtual assistants or were you also building a team in the States? How, yeah, that's... how did you balance, um, you know, travel? You know, you're, you're quite a young family and also, you know, parenting, you know, um, travel parenting yeah. and, um, mm-hmm. and your business, you know, on the road. That's a very good question. Thank you. Thank you for mm-hmm. mentioning that. So one of the discoveries that we made when we went on, you know, our vacations in Costa Rica every month was when we went, business would go down because there was nobody answering the phones or we'd be at these beautiful resorts and then we'd be on Skype answering the phone calls. Mm. And we realized that that was not going to be sustainable. So we needed to hire some customer service reps. Well, what better people that know your product except your customers? Mm. And so we sent out an email to all of our customers saying, we're hiring, remote position, work from home, um, because they knew our products. They knew the industry (laughs) and we had about 30, about 27 to 30 people apply, and we interviewed them and pitched two people, and they've been our customer service reps since. So that allowed us to not be involved in the day-to-day business now, and that was a game changer for me, Mm. and and for the business itself, because Mm. now we weren't occupied with answering the phones, we could actually work on the business, which we did in Costa Rica, and not so much in Belize. (laughs) (laughs) It's because Belize was more of a, it was so much more of a vacation Mm. party. We lived in this cute little apartment complex with the central pool and vacationers were always offering us drinks and food and, (laughs) well. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Um, Okay, so how long were you in Belize for? We stayed there for seven months. Seven months, okay, fair seven enough. Months. Yeah, and, and then, then you, you... Uh, we were in Belize, but then we also traveled around to Guatemala. We traveled all throughout Belize as well. And it was in Guatemala that um, we were trying to figure out, oh, where do we go next? Belize is great, but this is not sustainable for us. Because okay. <laughs> we do, yeah, we, we, it, it was just too much fun. Okay, would you, um, would, would you remember the size of, of the business at the time, you know, um, 
what was it was it seven figures at the time um what where, where were you as a as a business and how are you even doing managing your taxes and you know bookkeeping and, and all that stuff you know the more admin boring stuff yeah i give that all to my partner and husband keith oh, he does all the boring stuff i'm more of the creative driving energetic spirit so he does the procedural things no at that point Beppo was um i think we were uh, almost tipping a six-figure business okay at that point, but low six figures okay okay that makes yeah. sense makes sense okay so um from 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 Belize, so 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 what what happened next? You know, where where did you where was your next adventure after Guatemala? Well, yeah, we were in Guatemala on the shores of Lake. Let's go somewhere <laughs> where we don't know the language. The logic defies our own logic. Mm. And it's totally unfamiliar to us, and that's when we decided to make the jump to Asia. Oh wow! Okay, okay. Um, yeah. Which which is like a parallel universe, really. Um, when when you think about um, you know culture, um, in the East mm-hmm. versus you know versus the West, um, it's 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 parallel, really. It's you know. So so where was your first um you know where did you land um in in Asia? Where, where was your first for where was your first um country? Mm. Well, a friend that suggests that knew us when we lived in Costa Rica said, I spent a month in Ubud. I think you'll like it there. So we're like, yeah, sounds good. Where's Ubud? <laughs> I don't know anything about Asia. I mean, is it in the Philippines? Is it in Thailand? But it ends up to be in Bali, Indonesia. And um, we're like, okay, we'll go check it out. Why not? Because, again, when you know nothing, you just go and explore, and then you learn as you go. Because, um, it's, it's, honestly, it's tough to make a decision when you're just reading I've got to go and feel and experience the place. So we landed with the intention of, hey, let's just stay here for six months. Four days later, we found a beautiful home. I mean, totally open air home, unlike anything that we've ever lived um, in with a pool. And then I hear Keith say, all right, we'll take it for a year. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't discuss that. (laughs) Okay, for a year. After being there for two months, we, uh, we just... We fell in love with it. It was just such a really cool mix of um, local traditional culture and a lot of expat culture and beautiful things that the expats have brought to the town of Ubud. Mm. And we extended our lease for another five years and ended up extending it for like 11 years. Wow. Um, and um, yeah, and so we used that as a base to travel from for the, la- okay. for the last five years. Okay. So we'd be in Ubud for a couple of months, and then we'd go explore Thailand for a month or two, and then we'd okay. come back. We'd go to the Philippines, and we'd go to Australia for two months. We'd go to New Zealand for... adventure plus also having a home base where it's comfortable yeah because one of the things about even though i love change but one of the things about traveling especially as a family because there's a lot more uh, a lot more to mitigate than if you're just traveling alone or traveling with an adult partner Mm. um is that we loved coming back home and not having to think as much not having to figure out oh God, where's it uh, we just need to go get some milk some bread and you know when you're in a new place all of that is new so you've got to sure. google it figure it out talk to the locals and um, the adventure is awesome it's life-changing 
but then coming back and sort of recentering yourself and integrating all of those lessons that you've learned out and about yeah. is was really fortifying and allowed us to continue doing this for as long as we so, have. It sounds it sounds like um, Indonesia Ubud, you know, um, gave gave you a foundation um, both um, from family life through to um, growing, actually scaling um, Vepo, Vepo SIG. It, it, it kind of, you'd, you'd, you'd been, you know, to the Caribbean islands, you'd been exploring and, and this was kind of like your base. And then you could use this base to explore, you know, other countries and, you know, extend your travel, but it, it was your base and you kind of found a home outside your home, you know, here and uh, there in, in, in Ubud is, is that, um, yeah, is, is, is that kind of like what it was or? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was so easy to travel from as well. Yeah. Um, and within Asia, travel is relatively cheap. Mm. Um, you know, I just, I said this to uh, somebody that I had just met the other day, I said, vacation is expensive. Travel is actually quite affordable. Mm, mm, mm. And um, there's a different in mindset and a, just kind of a different approach in that. You go on vacation, just kind of indulge True. and relax. And Sports, for me, I find travel is a little bit more of a cultural experience. Right. And, you know, you're just yep. there to experience a, a, a lot. Anyway, exactly. People have their own definitions of it. Exactly. But um, coming back to Ubud, it was lovely. Um, one of the benefits of living there was that we could hire staff mm. to maintain our home, watch our children, mm -hmm. cook our food, mm. and this was a game changer. Mm. Oh my word. Mm. I remember when we first landed, I walked up the path and somebody asked me if I needed a pembantu, which is a helper around the mm. house. And I looked at them going, no, I think I can do it by myself. <laughs> but then after the third time they asked, I'm like, well, yeah, okay, maybe. I'm going right. to do that. Exactly. And then we ended up with a staff of four people. Wow, nice. <laughs> Two came with the house. Yeah, there was a security yeah. guard, which is really quite unnecessary, but nonetheless. Yeah. And then a housekeeper. Yeah. Um, but then we hired a cook and then a nanny for our kids. And she was absolutely vital mm -hmm. in us being able to scale the business. Absolutely. Because of the fact that our children were engaged and thriving with her. And they did all sorts of fun things together. Yeah. And so they were taken care of. Their cups yeah. were full. They yeah. weren't constantly coming back to us because that is... The, that is the pull and the balance, that, yeah. especially traveling with a family that you yeah. need to maintain is where are you going to, when are you going to work? Yeah. Especially with young kids who just yeah. want mama and daddy, mama and exactly. daddy, mama look at this, daddy look so, at this, can you help me pull up my pants, can you do this? Uh, true, you know? <laughs> true, true. Well, I was having a discussion with my wife, um, you know, y yesterday and um, we were, there's, there's this lovely school here in um, in Oxford and what they offer um, is um, it's it's kind of like a primary and, and a high school, you know, um, merged together. They offer boarding school, but on on weekdays. And I was like, why would they do that? And she was like, well, there's some really, really, really busy parents um, that you know need to work Monday to Friday, and you could actually choose days. Um, for your kids to go to boarding school, and then you know you still it's kind of like the best mm -hmm. of both worlds. Still have them over the weekend. And um, I was like, okay, that's actually really clever. And then there was, um, and then today, um, I was just driving to the um, supermarket or the grocery store with my wife. We just picked up my son from school. He goes to a day school, 
And um, we have a six-year-old and um, a three-month-old baby, both boys. So I was um, pretty much babysitting both of them in the car waiting for her. And a very important email comes through. I try to multitask. There's no such thing as multitasking. <laughs> I send the email nonetheless, and I read the email again, and it's just filled up with typos, you know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's just filled up with typos. And I, I read it several times around them. But yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super important, you know, while building a business, especially, especially with your partner, you know, um, to, to have help with um, the takeaway, you know, from what you just said. Um, it's definitely to have help, you know, um, for, for you to concentrate because they're, they're both babies, really. Uh, yeah. the business and um yeah and, and, and your real kids and yeah. if you know they're in the right hands you know why not yeah why, why not and, yeah and, and and that's the thing i mean you really without focus you just get very superficial mm. and um in order to have that deep focus you can't be bothered all and distracted all the time mm. and so for us it was really finding that balance mm. and living in bali gave us that balance of Oh my goodness the kids are thriving we're thriving over here i have my wonderful community of friends yogis and and whatnot and <laughs> it was um, yeah it was really good we <laughs> We spent a lot of time there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm just looking at photographs of of, of a boot, and um, it, it is a beautiful green, you know, lush um, island um, uh, with a lot with, with a lot of culture. Also, um, lots of temples. Uh, yeah, it's 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 wonderful. I will you know, add a few you know photos in the show notes um, for for this episode for sure. Yeah, yeah. It has. Um, it has a very, it has many thriving communities, but mm. it has a huge digital nomad community. Mm. Um, and, and just, I should say just a digital community because mm. there's many people that are not transitory. There's okay. many people that make Ubud or Bali their home for most Wait of the time. year. Oh, wow. And, um, and do wonderful, amazing things. Many freelancers, many entrepreneurs as well. Um, at software engineers, and there's many co-working spaces within Ubud itself, okay. but also in Chenggu that facilitate that community greatly. Okay. And um, I like to think of it this way, because Bali calls many types of people, but they all have this, this something that is very connecting together. I like to call them needles. Mm. When you're out and about in normal society, you know, you connect with, um, you're looking for those people that are really like, they just got vibe and vitality and joy with whatever they're doing. Mm -hmm. I call those needles. And in normal society, you kind of have to find the needle in the haystack. True. <laughs> in Ubud, they're all needles. Oh, wow. Nice. Like, it's just so many needles. And so you're inspired with like, wow, you're doing that. That is pretty cool. And how are you doing that? And it's this beautiful community that is quite balanced with, yes, we do our work and we contribute to society, but yes. We also go surfing, have fun, do yoga, and kind of balance life. Yeah. Whereas in the West, we can be a little bit more left brain and have so much momentum in doing, doing, doing. Yeah. Um, and so what we really enjoyed is having that balance of just being and relaxing and lingering. Mm. That is the biggest difference. Mm. People linger in a conversation. Mm. You know, let's just keep conversing. And even though there may be a moment of silence, that's not your cue to go home. Mm. It's just a moment of silence. Yeah, and that's to be enjoyed. Yeah. Conversation. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, 
So yeah, living there yeah. was was quite life changing and also business changing. We haven't talked much about business, no, but no, that's no, okay because I think like overall the philosophy um, of change and yeah. trying new things and pushing your boundaries and doing things that like you know y- you didn't think of the day before yeah. is really the key takeaway. It is. It is. It is. It is. And um, yeah, it's. You know, um, it really got me thinking on the impact of a change in environment on um, a change in your mindset. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, um, sometimes you need that physical environmental change. You you might have, you know, the mindset change, but that just, you know, flips, it flips a coin, you know, um, and and it just, you know, um, you know, reorientates your your balance, you know, when when you you change. Uh, that was the takeaway I, I I got from our initial conversation, and it really did get me, you know, get me thinking. Um, yeah. A few questions I, I have around, you know, um, you know Bali, around um, Ubud, around Indonesia, around um, you know the energy, the entrepreneurial energy, you know, from. You know, entrepreneurs coming from the West, you know, through their the needles, as you you, you, you call them, as um, okay challenges with um, with 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 internet connections. Did you have any challenges? Is it well connected? I, I wouldn't think so. If there's a dig- if there's an active, thriving, you know, digital community. Second question has to do with um, the impact of you know um, these needles um, on um, your on the growth of um you know vepo um sig um just how how you know were there any influences did they make help you you know um think more ambitiously or do they give you you know um different tips Uh, what was did you go to you know the co-working space very often or did you work from home you know could you give us a bit more insight into your business life in 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 bali and in yeah sure um, when Hubud, the first co-working space, opened up, I, I did go, and it was a wonderful community, just so much fun, an all-bamboo structure, um, lots of events and lots of talks going on, people sharing what they're doing, people just out of the goodness of themselves without having an SEO business or anything, sharing information about what is working within their business, yeah. offering lectures um, on how to do this or how to do that. And so I did attend many of those. Yes. And they're really good reminders because oftentimes you'll go to the, you know, these conferences or these lectures and you'll be like, yeah, yeah, I know that, but am I implementing it? No. Mm. And so it might give you that extra little ping to actually implement it within your own business. So that that was really lovely. Um, the other thing that uh, I think was pivotal for me, and I, I started the second business in Ubud while I was living there, is that people are not afraid to do different things. And so we have this physical products business where we have a warehouse, we have a shipping department, the, the nature of our product doesn't allow it to be sold on many marketplaces. But then the secondary business, I said, okay, so now let's simplify it even further. Let's not have a warehouse, let's not have a customer service department, let's maybe not even see the product. Oh. And, um, and so we started Taza, and Taza started because of that and we wanted to be solely on Amazon. Let's launch a business on Amazon nice. and do that. Um, and that was inspired through the co-working spaces because at, at that point back then, that was just starting to become quite popular mm. and 
um, we learned a lot through people offering their knowledge and their experience with how to create a business that was more d- directed at being an Amazon-based business. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I've I've recorded a lot of um, episodes around around Amazon, and it's you know it it, it suits you know the digital you know nomad in, in the sense that um you know um with with FBA your your inventory yes. is is with Amazon and um, what you need to do is really front-end marketing and obviously optimizing your, your, your Amazon listings to, to get in that buzz and the, and the reviews going. Um, yes. quite, we haven't actually talked about where you are now, which we'll get into, but um, <laughs> um, so, so um, guys, if, guys and girls, if you're listening, um, Sabina is outside of Bali at the minute. Um, so I, I'm going to ask this question. Um, do you see yourself returning to, to Bali on a sort of pilgrimage to refresh, to recharge, you know, um, your entrepreneurial and, you know, marketing, you know, um, sales or yourself more or less, um, given the fact that, um, you know, there's a lot of energy and synergy um, with, with, with needles, uh, I would, um, you know, use your metaphor um, in, in, in Indonesia. Um, yes, we do return there every, we, we will return there every single year. We actually yes. built a villa for ourselves there. Nice. It's gorgeous, it's beautiful. <laughs> oh my. I, I can um, imagine <laughs> with the photos I'm seeing here. <laughs> it makes it even more appealing to go back. Um, but uh, yes. So we will go back, um, not necessarily for the inspiration for business, although that is lovely to connect with as well, but more for just the, literally, the inspiration of ourselves and our souls, because it is a place where my family and I can just be. Mm. It almost requires no effort to just be there. And it's this big download, it's like this big grounding of oh, you know what? It's okay if I just float in the pool today. Mm-hmm. That's all right. That's enough. Mm-hmm. It's okay if I just go to yoga, do two hours of work, and then play with my kids. Nice. That's enough. Um, and so for us, it's that soul recharging place, mm-hmm. much, mm-hmm. much more than a business and a marketing place. Gotcha. However, for others, it is what you just mentioned. Yeah. It's a place where they connect so deeply with, um, because they can be. And here's the thing. I mean, I just read this book, Deep Work, oh, yeah. and it is fantastic. It really is about disconnecting yeah. from distractions, mm. just being so that you can allow thoughts, new ideas to formulate. Mm. And that is what uh, what Bali is for me. Mm, that makes sense. The the author, you know, um, getaway. Um, the the other getaway destinations in 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 Asia for you know for the digital nomads. Um, I think there's Chiang Mai and in yes, Thailand. Have have you been there? Have you been to to the other locations? And how did it compare? Yeah. How what what the the advantages and disadvantages as compared to 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 to, to Ubad in, in in Indonesia. Yeah, well, I can only compare Chiang Mai to when I was there, which was I think four years ago, mm-hmm. four or five years ago. And at that point, um, there was a digital nomad community. I actually went to a few meetups. At that point in time, it was the digital nomad commit 
that was trying to be a digital nomad. Mm. It's probably matured now into more successful, sustainable businesses. Mm. But at that point, it was the, I don't want to call them the wannabes. That would be really bad. But they were at the beginning of their journey. Okay. Makes sense. <laughs> Whereas um, in Ubud, you have some of that as well. But you also have very thriving, multi-million dollar businesses being run from there. What about the cost um, of living um, between mm. um, Chiang Mai and um, Ubud? Was it was it higher to boot? It is higher, yeah. So, it's higher so, in Bali. Okay, so 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 that probably filters out the the one of it. That makes sense. So yeah, I'm just trying to yeah. get my, my my head around you. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, Chiang Mai okay. can be very it's super affordable to live okay. there and live there really well. Okay. Ubud is affordable as well when you compare it to the West. Absolutely, mm-hmm. but it is more expensive than Chiang Mai. What what kind so, of for our listeners who are considering Ubud or, or Bali? Um, what kind of budget, monthly budget, you know, would they need to 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 to, to leave effortlessly as um as you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it depends, right? right I mean, yeah, if you're yeah. if you're single versus uh, you having a family. a family, that depends. If you're single, you could do like some great co-sharing houses, which can be really awesome and really cheap mm. um you know or you could stay at a homestay which may not have the best internet but you know what it's costing you 15 to 20 bucks a night okay fair enough yeah you know, pretty cheap um but then you can also rent a very small villa for that much if you need to okay. uh, but your costs are going to increase because then you have electricity and internet to pay for etc mm. um for a family if you want to live effortlessly two to three let's just say three thousand dollars and that means you are not even like you go out to eat you have fun you have adventures three grand will get you there well with help with with workers and with, with a nanny yeah and, uh, so a typical full-time help and you may not need full-time will cost you about 250 to 300 dollars <laughs> per month <laughs> yeah it's really so good stuff. when i realized that that was the costings when you know that lady asked me if i needed help i was like well, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it didn't make sense to me then. Um, in fact, my cook, you know, she saves us money. We don't go out to eat as often, which especially with little kids, they don't enjoy going out to eat as often as yeah. adults do. Um, she gets all the local prices for beautiful organic groceries, and yeah. we don't have to do the shopping, the cooking, or the cleanup. Nice, nice. <laughs> okay. <Harry's> okay. Dream. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Not bad at all. Okay, let's segue let's let's uh, yeah, segue back to, to business. Okay. What was the size of Vipo Vepo I keep making this mistake. Vepo Sig when you arrived Bali and um what um and, and then after you you, you left? How, yeah. What's the so growth it, trajectory like? Yeah, it grew from um, you know low to mid six figures to now being seven figures, and still on the low range of seven figures, but um, we'll get there. Absolutely, it's <laughs> it's great, it's great, great stuff. And and, and now, um, should we talk a bit more about Webosy? Um, because um, when I was on your you know website, I think what actually what the comments I made was the structure um very symmetric um i talked about how 
um, visual, you know, it was. And guys, okay. if you know you have the chance, go to v v veposig.com. It's v e p p o c i g dot com, or just type out veposig on 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 you know search engine. So, so I, I realized um, when you go into the online store part of it, and the blog is actually nice. I, I visited the blog for, for the first time. Um, it is very visual. They're, they're icons. Um, they're very obvious cues to help you convert. Uh, and then you mentioned the fact that um, it was a recent change and it reflected how you know you think, you know, as you're a very visual person. Um, so could you... You know, um, so break down your approach to user experience, um, the impact of, you know, this change, you know, this, you know, more, I'd say, shopper-centric, you know, approach to, to laying out, you know, um, your, your category and your product pages. Yeah, that's probably the biggest difference is, um, you know, if you go to our shop category, mm -hmm. you'll get all the categories there, but they're, uh, they're within an icon. Mm -hmm. uh, you could go to the shop navigation bar and you'll have a drop-down menu, mm -hmm. but also if you go to the shop, it'll, it'll bring up our bestsellers, but then you'll have a horizontal navigation bar sort of within um, that makes it really, really easy to choose wherever you need to go, whatever you're interested in. Mm -hmm. and. This was just, this website was a compilation of, as I surf the net um, in researching on what the new design will be, I'll take snippets here and snippets there and I'll sort of put them together in a Word document, a visual Word document or a PDF file and be like, okay, that's really good. This yeah. horizontal bar was actually taking, taken from a friend's site. Mm. They changed their shop page and I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I'm like, mm. that's what we're going to do. Mm. Um, and so we instigated that. Um, but I, I hope you take a look at it. Go ahead and crash my site. I don't mind. <laughs> buy something do. even. <laughs> yeah, buy something. Buy something, guys. Because I'm, I'm, I'm on a product page, and um, you know, I from time to time write articles around you know, um, you know, stuff like this. You know, user experience in, in e-commerce, and I. Um, just look for case studies on, on product pages. And this is one of the best pro, you know, um, product description pages I've seen. I'm on your um, Vepos electronic cigarette kit, you know, landing page. And, um, you know, just to, 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 to explain to people who are listening to this and even watching, because I'm not going to, I'll actually share a screenshot now. Um, you have at the top right um, a video. Um, below it, um, you explain free shipping, your guarantees, basically three key promises, free shipping for US orders over $99, 30-day guarantee, you know, earn your reward, you know, while you buy it. We're going to also talk about, um, you know, um, your reward, um, um, your your, your um, loyalty, um, you know, um, strategy, basically. And then there's, you know, on the left-hand side, there are all the images. So there's that balance. And right in the middle, you have um, the product description with reviews and you could select and then get the price and you can add to cut. Now, further down, you have all the tabs if you want to go in more detail, you know, on there. And it just seems very symmetric, one. And um, it's easy in the eye. I just get all the most important bits without having to scroll, although people still, you know, scroll, you know, people scroll now. But um, I just get every single detail on on my screen, and um, yeah, it's it's interesting how you know you how this evolved. You know, I'm, I'm sure like you know a year ago, probably two years ago, it was not you know like this. Um, you know, how did you get this symmetry? Um, who's 
who's who's who's designing this stuff for you? Do what does your you know design um, or what what does your design team look like? <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> yeah, um, it really, um, I draw it out. I draw it out with just boxes on a piece of paper. Okay. Um, we have these wonderful introductory uh, videos that we make, and I'm like, we, we need to feature this right mm. there so it's above the fold. Um, and uh, so people get to know the kit. It's a little bit more interactive of a feature than just looking at photos. Mm. Um, and so I work with, we have two graphic designers, but one main graphic designer that is in-house. And basically I'll draw it out, but really with just squares. Okay. And, you know, say where things go, where I want things to go, and what we would like to offer people on the screen. I don't want them to leave the screen. Uh, before, we didn't have the shipping and the guarantee tab in here. Mm. So people would have to go to, you know, about Vepo, go down to see what our shipping policy was. And I thought, oh, that's right. silly. Mm. We should just have it right there because when I shop for products on other sites, I want to know what are going to be my shipping costs and how is this warranted or, or guaranteed. Yeah. And so these tabs were really instrumental in terms of the user experience. You can click on reviews and you can see all of those. Um, there are some products where we also have a specs tab. Okay. We just haven't done this for the electronic cigarette kit, and that will give you all the specs, the sizes, okay. the amperage. It's laid out in the product description, but again, people don't read that often anymore, and mm. so the more you can do visually, visually, the better. Even me, you know, yeah. I look at this product description, and that's a lot of words, so I just scan it. Yeah, even your product description page, um, your your pro the section of product description, the tab, you know, on there, um, the titles, you know, the 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 distance between that title and the bottom of the tab, and then the subtitle symmetry, mm. you know, same space. To the right hand side, you have high performance e-cigarettes. Um, that's another product. Very, it's almost like a banner, but non-intrusive. They're more lifestyle images, you know, tucked in yeah. between. Um, then product images next to the product images, a nice caption. You know, this is this is like top. This five star. This is and it's it's really you know coming seriously. It's it's well structured. This is what um, you know you expect. Like you know you know on an Amazon brand branded page. You know when they give you the ability to to own your brand. I think it's called yeah. I think it's called Amazon branded. You know um, when you own a branding. This is kind of like the template they expect you to deliver. So it's it's it seems like a single page, a single product. You know um, you know um, landing page. But you've done this over and over again. It's it's hard work. You know not many e-commerce stores will you know go through oh. this this kind of hard work so i, I think yeah cheers i think guys if you you know you're listening you know to the show or watching this on youtube have a look at the product you know um descriptions on on um vepo sig it's 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 standard it's really 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 good you know um yeah i must commend you that. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the compliment. You know, all of this is really self-taught with a very small team and we try and do our best, you know, our hands are in many things at once because we do work with a very small team. Mm. But um, I am very proud of these product pages. I think they deliver on so many different levels and um, 
speak to the different ways that people process information. Mm -hmm. Some people are very visual. Some people like to read all the details. Yeah. Others would prefer a video. And um, that's our intention, is to be able to speak to the widest audience in the way that they like to be spoken to. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. It's, it's great, 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 great case study. Okay, so, fantastic. Good, great, so you're welcome. Um, so, you were in Indonesia, and then yeah. you moved. How recent? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so... With this awesome travel lifestyle, we decided to do something totally different because here's the thing, right? We're talking about change, that travel became our normal. Mm -hmm. It became the nine to five for us. It was just, that's just what we do. And so what we decided to do is do something totally abnormal, which was sit still for a year and put ourselves on a 100% travel ban. We cannot <laughs> travel for one full year. And, um, and we decided to do it in a new country called Canada. And the mount after living in the tropics for so long, the mountains and lakes were calling. Oh. And so we spent a year living in Canada. Oh. And oh, what a great experience it was. Oh. Um, Whereabouts where really, in Canada did you? We were in Kelowna, which Kelowna. is a sweet little town. It's the perfect size. Um, there's an awesome ski resort called Big White, just 40 minutes away. Oh, wow. It's right along the, uh, this huge 110-kilometer lake called Lake Okanagan, uh, full of vineyards um, and orchards and farms, really such a rich, fertile ground, like wow. a four-season playground. And um, so we went there, number one, so we could experience the four seasons, because my children had never been able to experience no, that that's before. That's true. Yeah. How do they take number it? Oh, they loved it. We went skiing every single weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah, they are rocking. I mean, they went from skiing like this, <laughs> to, you know, literally, <laughs> to doing jumps and diving through trees, getting stuck in gullies, and nice. it was a lot of fun. Um, and we enjoyed it very much, but we also, the experiment of sitting still for a year was, okay, well, what will bloom? What will happen within our business and within ourselves, because now we're no longer using so much cognitive space mm -hmm. to move around and figure out new logistics and, um, and new like, kind of adventurous experiences. We had adventure as well, but you know, in a different sense. And we really enjoyed it. We loved it. Uh, we sort of liked the, the grounding that it gave for our family, the rhythm that it gave for our family. Mm -hmm. and. We looked around at all these, you know, quote, normal people and said, you guys have got it made. <laughs> you know, there's sidewalks where my children could ride their scooters and bicycles on. You, you go to the bathroom and it's clean. <laughs> these are the simple things that like, you don't often get when you travel in, uh, in Asia or through Central America. You know? <laughs> And so we really relished that experience very much. Um, and the children had their very first foray into attending the school because okay. they were world schooling or unschooling, what, whatever you want to call it, okay. uh, throughout their time. And they loved that experience as well. And then we were able to focus more on our business and sort of streamlining it and figuring out where are the hiccups? How can we make these processes even better? Mm -hmm. uh, and I think we'll continue that. But now I'm in Oregon. Yes, you've, got, you've gone south. <laughs> we're gonna go back. <laughs> I know, I know. But we're in Oregon for a totally different experience. Okay. And uh, I think we'll stay here 
uh, for a little bit. For it. <laughs> and make a home base here as well. Uh, the kids are already off doing their own things, which allows me focus to talk with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Good stuff. So at this stage of life, I think this is really great. And we'll do, uh, you know, we'll still have a couple of trips of traveling and vacationing. And um, yeah, it's no, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, the, the 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 theme of, of change has you know um, maintained stability. The the irony is it's, it's maintained stability in your in your lives, and um, it's also allowed for growth. You know, um, growth mindset that has reflected in you know your your physical in your business you know um so it is fascinating and you know i hope people listening some people listening um you know will will have a takeaway from um from the theme of change you know um and how you know change you know can you know be be, be good you know and um be positive to to towards growth you know i really hope you know some people to take well, that really on board it it's the only path to growth mm. you don't grow by doing the same things over exactly. you can absolutely you can up to a certain point and then you get to that comfort level and you know you you hit a benchmark that's like right here and in order yeah. to break through it you need to do something different, different not only in business but also in personal life as well yeah. Yeah. and so if i had to give the best advice in general philosophically business-wise it's to train your nervous system to thrive on change okay makes sense makes sense makes sense mm -hmm. and how do you deal with resistance <laughs> training right repetition yeah. train <laughs> training yeah okay we're human we're yeah human. we are human so yeah. uh you know this is a wonderful yogic lesson um is that there there is joy on the other side of resistance Fantastic. And oftentimes, the more you resist, the more joy there is. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> because you've been building up that pressure and that tension for so long that once you break through, you just feel like you have wings to fly. Yeah, I feel like you have wings. Um, yeah. So even with this transition over to Oregon, Oregon, I ha had a lot of resistance as well. I mm -hmm. had one foot here and one foot here, and knowing that there's no right decision, like it's all right, I still had that resistance until I finally turned the corner. Um, but I think that uh, the goal for anybody really is to have less resistance, less reactivity over time. Foamy balls and how you. awesome sauce oh well well yeah so yeah I, I suppose you know it's, it's just um, being mindful you know um, so so when you negatively react um, you know to, to a change you know being mindful of that and you know trying to trans yeah. translate it to, to the positive and it kind of reminds me of a, right. you know cognitive um, is this CBT cognitive behavioral the the therapy and, and that's what yeah. they, they they try that's a recurring theme that's a core theme you know in there yeah.
Okay, before oh, I let you, sorry, what do you oh, about? One thing, like, so I just had uh, my marketing manager is moving on to different things right now. Yeah. And uh, it, normally people would be like, ah, oh, what do I do? But, uh, you know, it was time for him to move on. He's got a wonderful opportunity for himself. And for us, this is a wonderful opportunity to streamline. Mm-hmm. We had our hands everywhere and we're barely able to measure things because mm-hmm. we were all over the place. So this is a fantastic opportunity and kind of seeing the good of situations of, okay, actually, this may be a good thing because now we can streamline and focus and actually measure, because we, we knew we were doing things that weren't effective. Yeah. And to just, you know, we're, we're down one team member and a very important team member at that. Right. But we can still, we can still move forward, but even more mindfully now and probably more effectively. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, taking that approach and turning that into energy to push you forward is, is what's most important. That's, that's my takeaway from it. Okay, so um, I would probably have you back in the show so we talk about, you know, much more technical marketing, you know, things. But I wouldn't, but this is like total gold, um, this conversation. Um, you know, um, because I, I often think that um, tactics without strategy or, you know, without, you know, solid, you know, philosophical, you know, um, foundation is just, uh, you're, you're just, you know, um, you're pretty much, um, you know, monkeying, you know, you're just copying, you know, and you don't necessarily know why. There's no why. So, so this is like absolute gold. Before I let you go, um, I have this evergreen, you know, questions I ask, you know, um, every guest on the show, it's a lightning round. Um, it, the format is I ask you a question and then if you can answer with a single sentence, um, that would be brilliant. Um, so I will be ready when you are. Okay. You're ready, okay, it. fantastic. Um, what are your future plans? <laughs> You're asking someone that thrives on change what my future plans are. That's a good question. <laughs> All right. I'm, you're going to force an answer out of me. So yeah. here we go. My future plans are to continue to develop Zeppo. And I have a number of other business ideas that I would like to launch. One is a product-based business and one is a more informational business. Um, the product-based business, you know, that's easy for me. I already kind of know the steps of that. Yeah. The informational business is one that I'm really intrigued about because it's in a place where I haven't gone before. Okay, keep so us posted. Wait, keep Thanks. us posted, okay. Right, how'd you hire people? I actually have a process, a three-step process. I make them jump through a couple of hoops um, of small little tasks to make sure that they're reading things correctly their writing is legible and coherent. I even make them do a typing test. Oh, nice. But it's really just um, hoops to show their commitment and to show um, how well they listen or they read. Gotcha. So that I know when I'm giving them instruction that they'll be able to read it and actually follow through. Yeah, attentiveness and just the energy. You know, to, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, what are your three indispensable tools for managing your, your business? Oh, yeah. Asana. We use Asana, Asana for project okay. management. Of course, Gmail. Gmail. Uh, and then uh, we just switched back to the big commerce platform after being on Shopify for four months. And so that is... Key. It's, it's, it's foundational in, in your business. It it's, it's platform it business. runs yeah. runs your business. Fantastic. What's been your best mistake to date? By that time, I mean a setback to giving you the biggest feedback. <laughs> That has been the recent move back to big commerce. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, it, if I can only have one sentence, then that'll be it. <laughs> Fantastic. Let's talk a bit about it. Yeah. Okay. 
Right. Yeah. So um, uh, we wanted to do product level subscription, mm-hmm. um, and at that point, big commerce. We've been with big commerce for five years, and that point, big commerce didn't have it. So uh, we got lured into uh, the Shopify pipeline with dreams of grandeur, um, and we spent many months redesigning the site to what it currently is. And also in all the technical details of moving, you know, hundreds of thousands of customers and orders over. Um, so it was a big expense, probably about fifty to sixty thousand dollars to mm-hmm. do all of that. To Shopify and, Plus or um, Shopify Premium? To Shopify Plus. Okay. All right. Yes. Um, and we moved. We moved over, and lo and behold, day one we discovered. A very simple thing that I didn't even bother asking because it's just so basic on an e-commerce platform, and that is, do we have the ability to edit orders in the back end? We had that ability in Volusion way back when. We had that ability with Big Commerce, but this inability um, within Shopify caused so many headaches within our business. So now I like to say that, yeah, anybody can run an online store with Shopify, but not everybody can run an online business <laughs> with them. Right. So essentially what happened was that because the inability to uh, edit orders, it was a big customer service nightmare for yeah. our customer service team and also for the customer on their end. Um, it, we often get maybe two to three to four times a day a customer calls or emails saying, hey, I didn't want that color, I'd like to switch to this color. It's just a simple variation and change. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Shopify, we had to cancel out that entire order, remake the order, right. and um, it was just... Get um, the customer's yeah, payment details again, I presume. Yes, yeah. or remake the order and zero out every single line. So even though they may want to change one item, right. if they had 13 things in we had to manually put in those 13 things. So that was a big disappointment. It caused a lot of inventory issues because now inventory accounts were off. It ended up us overselling stuff that we did not have in the warehouse, which cost thousands of dollars in customer service fees, in product fees, and um, you can't even count um, the money lost of customer disappointment. Uh, so that was an issue, and then the other issue was that we had to have so many apps in order to have the same functionality that we had in Big Commerce. Yeah. Many of those apps did not talk with each other kindly. Yeah. And so, yes, we now had this subscription app that we were so excited about and basically banking our experience on, but it didn't integrate with the loyalty app or the Shopify coupon code system. Right. And so. Um, I would have switched earlier, but my pride and my ego and the knowing that we just spent four months in trying to transition to this space right. um, didn't allow me to. But eventually, four months later, I did. I pulled the plug and we went back to big yeah. commerce. It's just a time so commitment. A mega, mega. Yeah. Yeah. It's mega a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. As in when, when you commit, you know, your time, it's harder to, to let go, you know, of, of something. Um, you just yeah. hope it, it works. Uh, we, we definitely have to set aside, you know, another, you know, subject to your schedule, of, of course, um, another time to really dig deep into, you know, your loyalty program, um, you know, how you drive traffic and, and the like, um, the more marketing stuff, if that's okay. Oh, I'd love to. Okay. I'd love to. That's Great my stuff. favorite thing to talk about. Okay. Okay. All right. Final question. If you could choose a single book or resource that's made the highest impact on how you view building a business and growth, which would it be? Oh gosh, that's a very good question. 
Oh, gosh, there are so many wonderful resources out there, for sure. Um, the latest one, oh, goodness, that's a good one. Oh, you've surprised me with that one. I wish I had few on the tip of my tongue. The only one I can think of now is the one that I mentioned earlier, deep, which was deep, deep work. work. Yeah. But it's not a step-by-step process there. Mm. You know, that's more of a, you take your thinking time. What, what, um, yeah, okay, go for it. I was going to ask that, like, you know, um, just rewind back to, to like Bali and, you know, when you're reading books or yeah, was anything that really just switched? Not necessarily even related to business. It could have been, you know, related to, to everyday life. You know, that tipped the balance um, more or less or switched. Yeah, it's your, your thoughts create your beliefs. Your beliefs create your habits. Your habits create your life. Mm. And so it's, it's the detailing and being very mindful about the habits. I have this habit of maybe spending a little too much time on a certain FB. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a useful tool in communicating with people, but you can get kind of sucked into it. And mm. when, you know, there are apps out there that can track your time on how much you spend on, you know, social media or various programs, mm. but being very, very mindful about the habits that you choose for yourself. Mm. And those words that you choose for yourself, you know, a habit that you conscientiously choose, formulate those because those will create the the person that you are True. and what you contribute to the world. Yeah, you are what you do, you know. Okay, um, I think we have a wrap, you know, here. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's again, you know, I expected this conversation. Well, I, you know, given our first conversation, <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's, it's perfect on the change of scene. We just changed yeah. it up on the fly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we've been at it for 70 minutes, but, you know, it's been a fantastic 70 minutes. Uh, I have to say, Sabina, thank you. Thank you so much for, you know, um, sharing your wisdom, um, taking time out, you know, um, both for the pre-interview and this interview. It's been an absolute pleasure. You know, thank you so much. It's so my pleasure. Thank you. Okay. Enjoy. Goodbye, <laughs> Likewise, everybody. cheers. Bye-bye, guys. And um, if one more question, if um, people wanted to connect, you know, to you, what would be the best way to, 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 to get in touch? Are you on social media? You know, um, where do you hang out the, the most? Yeah, sure. I hang out mostly on Facebook. Okay. Um, and I'm also on Twitter occasionally, although I've just kind of started with that platform personally. Okay. Um, so, S Sabina... King. Okay. Um, in both of those platforms, that'll okay. be fine. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. I'll connect to your social media profiles from from the show notes. Awesome. Thank you very much. Okay, oh, it's a pleasure to speak with you. Uh, likewise. So much of you know some of the things that I love talking about, and uh, perhaps next time we'll talk about business or not business, but um, marketing and yeah. um, getting the nitty gritty and the practicalities of it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fantastic, and I'm sure you know you'd have touched you know um, you know some people. Just the mindset, you know, of, of, of several Very people. Nice. Okay. All right. Cheers. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.